Hi everyone, this is Becca Gurr and welcome to another episode of Friends Who Guide Podcast. This episode we're going to be talking about being intentional in building relationships with our kids and our guest speaker for today is Hannah Olson. Hannah is a mother, a wife and a coach. After giving birth to her daughter Lydia in 2015, Hannah had to work through a lot of her beliefs and misunderstandings about motherhood. Seven years, five kids, and a pandemic later, she has come to a very solid understanding of what motherhood isn't, and more importantly, what it is. She is confident that helping women understand that motherhood is a relationship, not a job checklist, will bring more joy and allow women to ditch the mom guilt for good. Hannah loves hanging out on Instagram, and you can find her there at freckledhan. To learn more about coaching or Hannah's guide for making confident decisions in motherhood, you can reach out to her directly on Instagram or visit the link in her bio. I will also leave a link to her Instagram account in the description of this episode. Hannah, I love your mission and I love your focus on relationships and I'm so grateful that you're here with me today. To start, I just wanted to ask you to share a little bit more details about your family and what's your journey as a mother been like? So basically kind of what you just said in the bio, I um, always imagined I, when I found out I was pregnant, I was happily married. I was just about to graduate from college. So it really seemed like the ideal time to be starting a family from the outside. And I always, having a family was always something that I expected I would do. Like there was never a question of if I would have kids, it was just a matter of when, right? But in my mind, it was still a few years out. Like I still had some stuff that I was excited about, that I was working on, that I was doing. And I I didn't quite like have it out of my system, quote unquote, yet for when I was like ready to settle down and start a family. So when I found out I was pregnant, it was actually kind of a shocking experience in the fact that I, I kind of went into a state of mourning in some ways, because I felt like that signified that it was time for me to put everything for me, like any of my goals or my dreams or my passions, just kind of on an indefinite hold while I had my babies and raised my babies. Cause that was kind of like the attitude that I had just seen and heard all growing up. And so while I knew that that was like a noble and, and holy and worthy pursuit, I was, it was really hard to, to feel like, okay, now I just need to put all this away, like raise my kids now. And like, this is kind of the whole purpose of my life now is just to wear myself out in service of these children. And and I had a really hard time with it. And it kind of actually got even worse as I started telling people I was pregnant. And that sentiment was reinforced <laughs> frequently from people who I talked to. And just like people, it was it was so interesting because people would congratulate me and then immediately followed up with, has anybody told you how hard motherhood's going to be? Nobody told me how hard was mo- motherhood was going to be. So just make sure you're really prepared. And I would get comments like that so often, both from people I knew and also just like similar sentiments on social media that it really led me to question like, why do people even have kids? <laughs> Is this literally only because God wants us to do it? And like, there's really nothing, you know, it's just like, it's an opportunity to become more like God. And so this is why you do it. And it's not actually fun. Everybody hates it, but you just do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, it didn't make sense because people would say these things, but then like they would turn around and have more kids. And so I was like, it just felt like this big disconnect. And I tried for a really long time to figure it out. My daughter was eventually born and I always planned to have a lot of kids and I planned to have them close together. And so I continued to have kids and I want to be really clear because I loved my kids. Like there was no any question of my love for them or, and I even felt like connected with them from the beginning, but just like the concept that motherhood encompassed everything from pregnancy to birth, to breastfeeding, to changing diapers, to not sleeping, to laundry, to making, like the fact that 
literally everything in that fell under the umbrella of motherhood and that that was what was like sanctifying me to be like this holy person. Like it just didn't, something just didn't feel right about it because it was like, well, yeah, like I love my kids and I I love being their mom, but like, there's so much of this, like, they don't really care if I'm changing their diaper. Like they don't really care who is doing this. And like, yeah, I want to be there for them. And like, I want to be connected with them. I don't have to do everything in order to be that person for them. It's all kind of came to a head. Um, in 2020, I had my fourth baby. My oldest was five and, um, we were in the pandemic. And so I was pretty like isolated. I mean, as a stay at home mom, which is what I always was, uh, I always felt very isolated and lonely. And I'm a very social person. I love being around other people. And it's just really hard to do that, especially with little kids and nap schedules and getting sick all the time. You know, like I thought before I had kids like, oh yeah, I'll just be like doing things with everyone all the time. But it, it was a lot harder to actually do that in, in reality. Well, then the pandemic happened and that was not an option anymore because you're in shelter in place. And so I was literally with my kids 24 seven, like I was not separated with them physically at all. And yet I started to feel very emotionally distant from them. And there was one particular day when my husband um, came downstairs, he was working from home, which was a blessing. And he just saw me and I was just like, not like I, w- I was there, but I wasn't, you know? And he was like, it looks like you could use some time away. So he told me to go on a drive. And so I did. And on this drive, I just kind of like poured my heart out to God and was like, what is going on right now? Like, this is, I'm trying to do all the things I'm trying to be, you know, like the mom that you want me to be and like be there for all the things. And I just had this very clear answer that was like, Hannah, motherhood is a relationship and you need to figure out what you need to do so that you can be there emotionally for your kids, because that's what's most important. And that literally changed everything for me. Like I went home and I was like, okay, what do I need for me in order to be able to show up for my kids in a way that's going to support the relationship that I want? And for me, that was like, I am a really creative person. Like I love, and I'm a really social person. Like I love interacting with other people. I love talking about ideas. I love business stuff. So it was like, I want to start a business. (laughs) And at the time it was a photography business. And so I hired a babysitter that could come 10 hours a week so that I could work on this like creative outlet for me that really helped me kind of refine who I was and just like tune in to like who I was. And it was incredible how quickly once I was like really showing up for myself, how quickly I could show up for my kids. And I wasn't so concentrated on like, oh, I need to be everything for them and do everything for them. It was like, oh. I need to be everything that I can be for me so that I can show up for them in the way that I want. And it's just, it's so interesting how I feel like our society has kind of gotten this backwards because like, I don't know if you're familiar with like the term mom guilt. Is that something that you hear? Yeah. I don't know if I was super familiar with it before I had kids. I think I heard someone talk about it and I was like, well, that's dumb. Like, I'm not going to feel that, you know, (laughs) because it was like, people would be like, oh yeah, like, oh, I can't get a babysitter or whatever, like mom guilt. And I was like, what? That's stupid. Just get a babysitter. But it's so interesting how like society really does have these pretty unhealthy um, expectations for what being a a quote unquote good mom looks like in this level of like self-sacrifice and just like putting everyone's what everyone else's needs above your own. And just, it, it kind of creates in a lot of, a lot of cases, not all cases, but in a lot of cases, a really unhealthy 
atmosphere and a really unhealthy relationship. And it is breeding grounds for resentment, I think, um, with the level of sacrifice that we expect from women with children. When I had this huge epiphany that motherhood is a relationship, it was like, everything just made sense now. And it made sense why like some, well, it, it also was this thing, like my husband, he had an amazing relationship with, with my kids and people will say like, oh yeah, I, I stopped working so that I could raise my kids. Right. Like that's an expression people say all the time. And I have absolutely no problem with people quitting work outside of the home to be the primary caregiver of their kids. If they want to do that, I think that's fantastic. It was just interesting because that was kind of my mentality. And then one day it hit me like, well, my husband is working outside of the home and he works kind of a lot, but when he gets home, he is my kid's very favorite person in the whole world. They are like glued to his side. And is he raising my, our kids any less than I am while working outside of the home? And the conclusion that I came to was no. Like we were equalizing our children, even though he was spending far less time with them than I was. So it's like, maybe it actually isn't contingent on like the number of hours that you're spending with your kids. Maybe it's more like the relationship. And so then it just kind of came full circle again, where it was like, everything is hinging on the relationship and you can do all the tasks. Like you can do all the things, but be like I was doing, but if you're not doing it with you know, the, the purpose behind it of the relationship, then it's like, what's the point? I love that thought. Cause a lot of times if we're very task oriented, we lose the relationship and that's exactly what children need. And I love what you said about hiring a babysitter to give you some time to connect with yourself. And I think there's a very fine line and I, I've talked about it in my last podcast with one of my professors and it's really hard and it's a fine line between selfishness and self-reliance. Self-reliance is not selfishness. You're not abandoning your kids the whole day so that you can, I don't know, get your nails done, go on a trip, but you are getting like this little pieces of time during the week where you can connect with yourself so that you can be there for them. I love that. I feel like that's even selfless on your part as a mom to recognize your needs so that you can be there for them. So you have a good motive. I, I think that's awesome. I just want to add one thing about that because that is something that we like worry about a lot. I think especially as women and especially as mothers is this like idea of being selfish. It was really interesting because I actually gave um, a Mother's Day talk uh, last year in, at church. And one of the things that I thought a lot about is like the, the story in the Bible of when Jesus goes to the wilderness for 40 days. When you really think about that, it's like crazy because there's a lot of things he could have been doing in those 40 days. Like we don't really know a lot about what he did do, but we know what he wasn't doing. And that was, he wasn't doing miracles for people. You know, like he wasn't raising people from the dead. He wasn't making more people see or walk or, you know, like all these things that he could have been doing. And yet do we ever consider Jesus selfish for taking that time? It's really interesting how like, maybe we have kind of a, a confused because yes, I mean, obviously I understand that we can take it to the extreme where we're like, just me, 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 me. But also being full as a person, being full as a self, there are actually a lot of benefits <laughs> to that, you know, like feeling whole and being a full person. Obviously, yeah, selfish has a bad con connotation. Being full of self, that's actually kind of a positive thing. And I think that we can get so worried about that line where it's like, I think we'll know when we've crossed it. <laughs> Jeanette Erickson just gave a devotional last week at BYU about relationships. And she was talking about, so this is one of the quotes that she shared we are deeply relational beings designed for love and connection with god 
and with one another. In there, she explains our power to choose is not just power to self-indulge. It's power to be there for the other. And in order to be there for the other, I need to be one with myself in that peace right. with me and love me. And I think that is so important to understand because I've been around a lot of mothers who wanted to be there for their kids, but they couldn't because they weren't there for themselves first. Yep. And like, if you think about the greatest two commandments, love God and love others as thyself. You have to love yourself in order to love others. You can't give what you don't have. Taking that time to really get to know yourself. I love what you said. Like I went on a drive <laughs> to figure out what I needed to be the mom I want to be. And I think that's so important because mom guilt comes from I betray <laughs> what I want to be so that I can get these things done. And then I'm living in conflict. But if you can't let these things go, then you can be who you want to be. I love that. What would you say is the most important thing to focus on in order to change your paradigm from task to relationship? What would be like the first step? One thing that I encourage a lot of people do to do is to kind of break down, especially stay at home moms, which I, that term even is hard because I think that's why there's so much confusion is because we use the term stay at home mom, which has the word mom in it. So then we equate it with motherhood. <laughs> and so it all kind of becomes one. And so I, I try to use the word like primary caregiver as like the job title, or you could call it stay-at-home mom, but stay-at-home mom or primary caregiver, that's the job. And then the relationship is motherhood. So those are separate things. And what I try to do, especially for women who are in that primary caregiver position is I kind of help them like, all right, let's make a list of like, what are, let's, let's create a job description for what you're doing. What are all the things that you're doing? Because so many women feel burnt out and just like overworked and overwhelmed. And they equate that with motherhood, which is kind of like what I was doing. I love my kids, but man, this motherhood thing kind of sucks. And so if you can just start there and be like, whoa, 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 I love my kids. Cool. I love motherhood. That's all motherhood is, is that relationship that I have with my kids. Granted, I love them. It, it's still difficult. There are still challenges that come from that relationship. Mm -hmm. But if I, if I know that I love like where that's going and that I'm committed, great. That's all it takes. Now the other stuff, like I don't have to love being a primary caregiver in order to love mother. And sometimes that's all it takes to just like, let that guilt away. It's like, you know what? I don't love this job. That's okay. Lots of people don't love their jobs, <laughs> but how can I make sure that my dislike for this job isn't going to hinder the relationship? And that's where it gets, it, I mean, it is kind of like confusing. And that's why I like to sit down. That's why I actually became a coach to be able to help women through this one-on-one, -on -one. but it's like, okay, like if you hate doing laundry, and you're thinking of laundry as motherhood and therefore like you hate motherhood, like, whoa, 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 you can hate laundry. Like, what? great. <laughs> and like then right. you can figure out like, okay, so and why am I even doing laundry? Like, why is this important? Is it important? Like, how often do I need to be doing this? And just kind of like pushing back on like, okay, well, actually I want to do laundry because it's important for me to have my kids to have clean clothes to wear. Oh, so like once you realize like the why behind it, not to say you're going to love laundry all of a sudden, but you can at least be like, okay, I get this now. Or you can be like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal to me if my kids wear dirty clothes occasionally. <laughs> like they have clean underwear and that's all that matters. And then, you know, it's like, then you can cut down on your laundry so much. So it's like just really kind of figuring out like, what do I need to do to be able to make this job not impede on the relationship? Because the relationship is what's the most important thing. If you think about it, if you have a stressful day at work, it's hard to be there for your kids when you come home, even if you are not a stay-at-home mom. So totally. you have to be very intentional, sounds like like to focus on the relationship be able to yeah like 
okay, my kids are like, I'm having a rough day. My kids are going to watch a movie so that I can like reconnect with myself. And I'm not going to feel bad about it because I know when they are done with the movie, I'm going to be able to show up the way that I want, or just like let yourself allow yourself those kind of opportunities if you need. I think a lot of times we think about, oh, not cooking meals every day or not doing laundry every day is going to create an environment where they're not going to feel safe. But actually kids tend to trust more when you are kind and, and nice and you listen and you have that more than if the laundry is done like I for one I'm not a mom but I'm a kid <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I, I there are times that I just need my mom there to listen you know and yep. that's exactly what I need I don't need her to cook every time I come to her house to visit you know I just want right. her to listen ask questions about my day and I and I think a lot of times in fear of not providing for their physical needs we forget that their most important needs are the emotional need right because I brought yeah kids do not care if there are dishes in the sink or I I mean, like my kids, I literally have to beg them to change clothes, like to put on something clean. Like they do not care, you know? <laughs> so it's, I mean, okay. Occasionally you'll have a kid that cares, but on the grand scale, we care because we feel like everything is a reflection of us. Mm-hmm. So we care that our kids are wearing clean clothes because if they wear dirty clothes, then it looks bad on us. We care that our house is clean because if someone else comes in and it's a mess, it's a reflection on us. So that's where it's like, Let's break this down. Like your kids are not a reflection of you, believe it or not. You know, like you are a reflection of you and you, you have to, it's, it's hard. Like you have to kind of undo a lot of this mind work that has been building from the time that you're little Mm -hmm. to be like, oh wait, like I can actually be a really good mom and also have stuff out at my house. I don't like to use the word messy because I think that that is an opinion, not a fact. Right. But it's like, I can have dirty dishes on the kitchen table and still be a really great mom. And I think that takes pressure off the kids when the mom is not looking for validation off of your behavior. Yeah, And that's something that even as a married woman now, I have to work through because I feel that need to please my mom, to please other people, not just my mom, (laughs) but because that was instilled in me. Like I, in order for me to have worth, I have to please someone else. That is really good. You're just being able to connect with your kid and understand your worth doesn't come from them, but you can help them understand that they have worth on their own. So my next question for you is, does focusing on relationship help you to be happier in your own home and look forward to being with your kids? Absolutely. I for sure am happier. There's no question about that. Does that mean I'm like happy 100% of the time and never get upset with my kids? No, obviously not. Like I'm still human and I still am working through a lot, but it for sure has just allowed me to be able to, like we talked about before, just like really tap into like, what are the things that are going to help me show up? And something that people will ask me, like, how do you maintain your sanity with five kids in six years? And, you know, and I've never really known how to answer that question. Um, But the more I thought about it, it's like, okay, I am really good at letting stuff go that isn't in my mind important and fiercely loyal to things that are going to impact the relationship. So, and that can look different for everyone because everyone's different and everyone's relationships are different. But like one thing for me, I know is that like my relationships require the adequate amount of sleep. (laughs) So like sleep is super important to me. And like, so I figure out what I need to do. And like, when I have babies, like I ask for help, I get what I need. You know, like I, my husband is involved. It's all very, like, I found the things that I, that work for me and my family 
to be able to benefit the relationship and, and like letting my house, like, I don't like, there are times where my house will get to a level where I'm like, ah, but I really am intentional with like the thoughts about like kids, my oldest is seven that live in this house. Like to expect it to look like it's ready to be in a magazine is just not a realist. Like I could do that. And I could spend literally all my time and energy cleaning, but that's not my priority. Like I have other priorities. And again, like some people love cleaning and they can do that and that's great. But for me, it's like, there are other ways I'd rather use my time. Um, and so I just can be okay with my house not being clean all the time. Mm-hmm. Being okay and like allowing my children like space to be who they are while also allowing space for me to be who I am. Not to say we never get in power struggles, but whenever we do, it's a really good like opportunity to be like, okay, why is this so important to me? And why is this so important to them? You know, and just kind of like be able to evaluate things from a relationship standpoint. And to reiterate again, this is always a work in progress. You know, it's not like we're never getting into pitfalls and power struggles, but it's just really helpful to always remember like mother's relationship. I don't have to make them do this. So where is this coming from? And kind of just working through it as like a team instead of as like a me versus you. And I had another question. So you you mentioned about asking for help and reaching out to your husband. How has your relationship with him improved since you changed your focus? I am excited about the things that I'm doing. You know, like before I he would come home. I I listen to podcasts. I would just binge podcasts just to have something to talk about because my days were just in my again. Some people love being the caregiver for their children. And I do too, (laughs) part-time. I feel like I'm in the perfect balance where like some days I'm the caregiver and I get to hang out with them. And some days I get to work on my business and it's a really good balance for me. Um, But there, especially when they were like babies and it was just me home all day long. Like I just felt like my brain was rotting because I just like had no outlets. And so to now be able to have like stuff that I'm working on and like growth, like that's so important to me. And, and that's always been important to me, but I didn't really know what I was working towards before. Cause that's the thing that's so interesting about like becoming a, a mom and also um, a stay-at-home mom or primary caregiver is that it's like you've essentially been working for this job your whole life like towards it and then once you have it you don't really know what you're working towards anymore (laughs) except you think that you're working towards like having a clean house and having these meals and having, you know, and so it's like, if that's what your metrics for success become, then you're, you're totally misaligned with like the end goal. Dating is awesome. You get married. It's yay. And then you have kids and it's eh. (laughs) yes. And so like, how has your marriage quality increased or decreased after you changed your focus? Yes. It's increased for sure because it's, it comes back again to like being in a healthy place to have healthy relationships is so important on like you, because you are going, you are half of all of your relationship, your relationship with your husband, your relationship with your kids. So if you're not in a, in a healthy place where you have that capacity to be able to show up for your relationships, then your relationships are going to suffer. And it's true of all friendships, children, So now that I feel like I'm in such a better place um, emotionally and just like with who I am, I can show up for my marriage a thousand times better. And like, yeah, I mean, and again, marriage is gonna, relationships ebb and flow. Like there are things like they are always going through. And especially with having like, I am, I'm a really terrible pregnant person to be around. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so like it's it's not easy you know and like my husband has really Stephen is his name he has like been a partner to me in every sense of the word and like showing up and doing and pulling his weight and like pulling beyond like pulling my weight too when I've been struggling with like um you know throwing up all the time or just whatever it is and just like really relying on each other and getting closer and using the opportunities to like get vulnerable and like you get closer together instead of like pulling apart Mm. so yeah I would say our marriage has definitely like it's yeah it's incredible I yeah I love that I think a lot of times we grow apart because we don't want to be vulnerable with each other it's like I don't want to say that I hate laundry so he thinks I'm a bad mom like no I hate laundry can you do it twice a week and I'll do it twice a week (laughs) like can we split this in half and I love like I feel like men also need to hear that sometimes it's like you're needed we can't do it without you I can't be the only one cooking meals I can be the only one cleaning like we have to split this because we're both in this boat together and if it sinks we're sinking together so totally totally teamwork I love that I love that he's willing to be there for you so my last question for today Hannah is how has intentionality helped you find peace and enjoyment in your life as a woman as a wife and as a mother I love that question because like yes intentionality is honestly behind it all right like that is the if you're not being intentional with your relationships then they're gonna fall apart right? And if you're not intentionally focusing on the relationship, then all the tasks are going to cloud it because that's, you know, that's what we're filling our time with. And and it's so easy to become, even if you're like with your kids again, like all the time, even if you're physically with them, if you don't have that intentionality behind it, if you don't have like that all encompass that uh, end goal of the relationship that you're building, it's really for nothing, you know? And it's like so sad that so many women, and it's so common that so many women will just like pour all of their heart and soul and their energy and all this stuff into their children. I put that in quotes because they're putting it into the tasks and then those children grow up and they don't have that foundation of the relationship. And so the relationship falls apart. And then the parents are mad because they're like, what the heck? Like I sacrificed everything for you. I did this. I did that. And it was like, well, yeah, but I didn't need those things. You know, like you were saying before, it's like, I needed to feel an emotional bond with you. I needed to feel an emotional close with closeness with you. And if we're not being intentional about that emotional closeness, it is really easy to let it slide. Hannah, you're awesome. I love this thoughts. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode. If you're not following us on Instagram, please go there and check it out. It's at friends who guide. And we also have a Facebook page. So I'm just going to end it with a question. How can you be more intentional in building relationships with your children? Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next time. (laughs) 